0: Welcome, everybody, to the Women in Technology Spotlight. In this episode, I have with me Sarah Mysteri. She is a data scientist at Remerge, and she's also a speaker at tech events. Welcome, Sarah.
1: Hi. Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm very
0: good. Thank you for joining me, Sarah. It's a pleasure having you. Um, And I would like our audience and also myself to get to know you. So please do share a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm Sarah, I'm 31 years old. I'm married and uh, I have a little boy who is uh, two years old and I live with my husband and son uh, in Berlin. We are originally from Tunisia, and uh, yeah, I really enjoy living in Berlin from very a lot of point of uh, perspectives, because also it's a a very international and multicultural city. But I really miss uh, the sun and the sea from Tunisia because yeah, it's a Mediterranean uh, country, and yeah, the weather in Berlin is not the same at all. Yes,
0: yes, I can imagine. I mean. I I also love Berlin. It's very, very similar to to Austria, where I live in Vienna, and we always enjoy going to Berlin for weekends because it reminds us uh, a little bit of home. Mm.
1: But yes, there is no ocean and there's very little sun in the middle of Europe. And it's either like uh, very uh, cold and all the time rainy and uh, cloudy or it's uh, very hot like now this week <laughs> it's really yeah and you don't have a sea but there is a, the z so the lakes <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. um
0: Let's talk a little bit about your background and what brought you to this insanely hot city. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were originally yeah. from Tunisia, but I also saw from your profile that you also went to university in, in the U.S., right? So No,
1: that was online. Oh, that was online. Okay. For sure, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I put it up. Yeah, I give you a little bit of my background. So. Uh, I grew up in Tunisia, I studied uh, uh, in Tunisia for my whole, my educational uh, journey. Uh, yeah, um, I, I, I did like originally, I wanted to be in the pharmacy or like in the pharmacy, not a not doctor but in the pharmacy because, um, yeah, my family comes from the background of medical field. So everyone from my dad's family is from the medical field. But I didn't really like uh, being uh, in the medical field because it was really a long way. (laughs) And for me, I want to really finish my studies and start working as soon as possible. So that medical field, I didn't want to be there, but I was interested in the pharmacy. However, I couldn't get the score in my high school degree to uh, really go into pharmacy. And the second thing that I really loved at that time is uh, informatics. So oh. computer. I was very uh, curious about uh, the computer <laughs> and I can a little, I can tell you also from where it come from. But yeah, that's, that's uh, so I chose uh, preparatory engineering and mm-hmm. reading uh, preparatory school. Uh, which is like the french um the french uh, uh, cycle of engineering mm-hmm. two years preparatory and then uh, three years uh, engineering school okay and then i went to national school of uh, computer science in tunisia which is l- like one of the best one but it was also after one of the setbacks mm-hmm. in um, in my studies also
0: yeah yeah, that's interesting that you can that that you have two interests that um, are actually very far apart from each other, because pharma, pharmacology and, and computer science are not really closely related. So <laughs> um, you said your family is uh, more involved in the medical field. So um, where did that interesting computer come from? Do you remember?
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember it very well. So um, because my father really wanted to expose from early age and, and our childhood, so I have a brother, so there's just, just two. And my father wanted to expose us to new technology. Always he wants to expose us to, to, to new technology and he bought a computer for us when I was in in maybe, I don't know, in high school, second year high school or so. Mm-hmm. and uh, in one of so i used the computer i was active uh, actively in some forums and so on, and uh, so on and one time uh, the computer crashed and it started to reboot every uh every 60 seconds okay there is a virus and it kept trying like, rebooting the computer every 60 seconds and i really felt challenged by this like i was oh my god why it's happening i have to and because i'm problem solver like from i i said okay i have to solve this and i spent three days i remember it very well so i had to use another computer Uh, like we have two like i think uh, one laptop and one fixed like computer so i was using the laptop and the computer and trying without really giving up until i solved the issue after three days (laughs) and i think from that experience i felt like uh, curious and interested in mm-hmm. in the computer in how it works and so on and i loved it
0: I think that's, an, an, a, that's a very important experience, you know, trying something and being successful. And then um, this gives you the confidence to, to move on with that. Um, so that, that is a very interesting uh, way to get into something, you know, something goes wrong and you fix it and
1: you feel confident. <laughs> yeah, that exactly, like that's a life cycle of, uh, I mean, uh, every developer, I think, or also that someone who works with the computer, yeah I it, I was exposed to it so that is a challenge mm-hmm. and I loved it and so when I didn't really um get to the pharmaceutical field mm-hmm. uh, first thing I thought of is like I want to go into informatics yeah, yeah. Um, So since your father was the one who exposed
0: you to technology, I don't necessarily have to ask you whether he was um, surprised by your choice, (laughs) obviously not, because he is also uh, into technology. Um, Tell me a little bit about how it was at university. Were there a lot of women like you or were there more men? What was it like going uh, into uh, university in this field in Tunisia? Mm.
1: Yeah, so in Tunisia, it's um, it was a, I think I, there was a good ratio of uh, mm-hmm. uh, women and men study in the university, mm-hmm. but what wasn't really like the ratio was much more or less uh, in the activities. So we had clubs. And for me, I was uh, in the beginning before going to university, I was very shy. I I really just uh, focus on um, my studies, exams and so on. And I don't care about communication. But uh, yeah, when I arrived at the engineering cycle, I don't know who said communicators uh, this to me, but I understood that it's very important to really be good at communication. And so so I threw myself in some activities and clubs in the university so I can really practice that and build my skills both practically because I like also developing. So I don't like so much the theoretical parts, but Mm -hmm. I like developing. And when I joined the, the clubs, I really, for example, hackathons and so on, there I noticed the difference. So in the school, in the class context, we had like a fair uh, ratio, Mm -hmm. but uh, in the hackathons, I remember one of the hackathons I went to, it was, um, yeah, 24 hours, and then in the hackathon, I found myself the only female there. Mm -hmm. All the others are male and yeah, it was that moment that I felt how, yeah, it's not really the case between university and real life. It's not the same. Most women go into uh, education. So teachers, high uh, university teachers, they go to that. Yeah.
0: You touched on two really interesting things here. And one is that uh this is an experience I have made with um a lot of women I interviewed, that it seems that, for example, in the Middle East or in North Africa and also in the, the um <clears throat> the previously East Bloc countries, there are more women who are actually going to university and in these computer science classes, so there's a better balance than we have here in in Austria or in Germany, so that's an interesting thing because people would expect it to be the other way around, but it isn't. And the other thing that I really liked is how you talked about communication, because that is so pivotal. So I actually wrote an article about this recently, that communication is one of the most important skills to have in tech nowadays, you know, so, and that is also why I feel that women are so suited for for technology, because they are good communicators, usually.
1: Mm.
0: yeah, so I like that part about what you told me, so um, tell me a little bit more about your journey, so then you, you went to university, you, you studied computer science, and what happened after that?
1: yeah uh, so i was uh, in our university we can choose between different uh, options that we study for uh, two or three semesters like more specialization and uh, yeah there was uh, imaging there was network like more in the network and uh, network systems or also artificial intelligence Mm -hmm. and uh, intelligent systems I went to that option because I was really, uh, yeah, thanks to my dad, I think, again, <laughs> he he really um, bought also a smart a smartphone for uh, for us, for me, mm-hmm. and uh, at that time, I really was like, hmm, there is uh, started like the voice recognition, mm-hmm. uh, the image recognition and uh, also the recommendation because i was uh, i like traveling by the way and i use it uh, booking.com oh, yeah. mm-hmm. so i also see like the recommendations and so on so that's that's what uh, that's why i decided to go to artificial intelligence mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: in university but then it was very theoretical uh, and me i like i like to develop I like to create. And if I don't see like the concrete result of what I do, uh, yeah, it uh, it demotivates me. Yeah. And uh, so uh, because it was very theoretical, uh, I soon said, no, I think, yeah, I enjoyed the classes of artificial intelligence, but no, I felt like maybe, yeah, let's just have a job. Like I studied for 18 years. (laughs) It's time and, to do something else <laughs> yeah and in tunisia there wasn't really uh, a possibility so much a lot to uh, join for example a startup or a company who who is using uh, artificial intelligence it wasn't really at uh, 2014 in tunisia it was just a starting and not so many mm-hmm. uh, so i soon after uh, graduating i went uh, and found my the first job i can do <laughs> yeah and what was the first job? Uh my first job was uh as um let me remember, so yeah, my first job was in a company that is like uh, like allocating resources for SAP. Mm-hmm. Oh, so okay. we develop yeah uh, uh, we develop uh, solutions for SAP. Mm-hmm. And I was uh uh ABIP, the uh, the language of SAP, ABIP developer.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh okay.
1: There I was really exposed to uh, coding standards, how to really uh, write a good code and uh, it was it was a good environment to get the basics of how to develop and like uh, create explainable codes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was my first job. So
0: this was where you went from theory into practice.
1: <laughs> yes yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So cool so but
0: now you are obviously in in berlin what um, what brought you there <laughs> and what do you do now
1: yeah okay yeah. so um so and uh, after like having my first experience there as a developer then i felt like i didn't like the work environment i, I had mm-hmm. so i wanted to change and i was interested in java so i changed uh, i get a certificate in java and then Uh, like uh, looking for another job and got another job after again one year I was like "Mm, this is not still like what I'm looking for Uh, so yeah I that after two years I started to think okay I feel like there is like a calling that I go back to artificial intelligence and machine learning and so on and I didn't feel happy to develop web applications so I was uh, developing web applications with that I wanted something else maybe more broad Mm -hmm. because i i feel interested in understanding why i'm developing this function why i'm developing this thing and what's its impact so Mm -hmm. uh, that's when i started to think about uh, going into machine learning but also so i started to look uh, for a job and work and so on and uh, i also was just uh, married at that time so my life changed from personal perspective and then also the work, I wasn't happy and it was too much. So I, I, I found that I need to maybe quit my job mm-hmm. and uh, really focus 100% on machine learning. Uh, and, uh, but I really faced a lot of um, doubts that I can do it, especially from my, my former colleagues, or like, uh, yeah, like or I mean, uh, some some former colleagues really came to me and said, like, you are just dreaming. like you are looking for something that the work environment that you won't ever find. You dream, you dream a lot. <laughs> and I had a vision, like I want to work in a company like this and where I mean, I think about everything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what I did, then, uh, I was interested in Berlin. And in machine learning, so I said, okay, let's at least discover the city and discover the field and really see if I like it or not. And, uh, with my uh, father's support, I joined a conference for the first time, which is about data called data natives, uh, in Berlin. Mm -hmm. That was a big investment, but he really believed in me and he always wanted to keep to support me until like, I, I will be happy in my work. So I joined that conference and I really liked the city, uh, liked the field. And yeah, I started to build my network from that point. Mm-hmm. And after that, I was strong enough to really take the decision after the conference uh, and kept, uh, left my job and then started to learn online machine learning. Mm-hmm. So-
0: So that is an in that story illustrates nicely that whenever you try to achieve something in life, there will be one side that doubts you, but if you're lucky, there's also the other side that will support you. And I love that your father is always there to to cheer you on and (laughs) believe in you you know and that's so important it's so important to have people in your life who believe exactly because there's enough people out there who will tell you what you want to do is not possible Uh,
1: yeah yeah, i wanted to say it's important to uh, surround yourself with uh people who support you it's always possible to find Yeah. yeah yeah true so
0: great. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you were able to fulfill that dream and, and find what you, what you were looking for. Maybe you can tell us a little bit what a data scientist does, because not, not everyone watching has an idea what that is.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah, after that journey, I got my, my job in Berlin uh, to work as a data scientist at Wiemers. And I think because I was very focused on what I want, then uh, I didn't really, I worked on developing a recommender system, uh, the first project that I worked on. And uh, this is like about the project, but to answer your question, uh, a data scientist is uh, someone who uses the data in order to get insights and uh, bring value to the business. Mm-hmm. So that's in summary. So,
0: yeah. when okay. you talk, think about your day-to-day job, what is it like? What do you enjoy about it? Um, how is your life? Is it flexible? Do you, What is it? What is it like working as a data scientist?
1: So, uh, the work of a data scientist is more like uh, on the laptop mostly, but it's not only the the only uh, work condition. So, because as a data scientist, uh, there is exposure to you need to bring value to the business mm-hmm. so it's like that's the focus on of a data scientist compared to a software developer who is more oriented to customer mm-hmm. customer mm-hmm. products but the data scientists even though they can uh, develop uh, a product it's more for the business okay. and what does it mean it means that you need to understand the domain mm-hmm. and also really speak with uh, the stakeholders, uh, with the client, if in the consultancy, data science consultancy. But in my case, it's uh, so I, I work on a project internally at VEMERGE. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very exposed to the business side the uh, and the data uh, on a daily basis. <laughs> and then, yeah, I have to collaborate with the, the departments that I am helping and uh, also write on the night notebooks coding but i don't see coding in the same way as i was as a developer so it's it's a small part Uh, to me it's really a small part in in the in the life cycle of a data science project because Mm -hmm. i spend most of the time doing research trying to find an algorithm to solve the problem and then testing developing the model and then really find uh, uh, when I say a model is like machine learning model mm-hmm. so uh, w- like then it uh, it's more about it's not important that this model brings the best result like the for example the accuracy in machine learning we call it the accuracy mm-hmm. what is more important is that it does what is expected like for example uh let me improves for example the the click-through rate here in in the merge yeah Mm -hmm.
0: yes thank you that's so important that's what i wanted to understand um because, you know, people, when you tell them you work in tech or you're a developer, you're a data set, they think you sit in front of a computer and you code and code and code and talk to nobody. But what you illustrated really nicely is that most of your job is actually communication, research and, and understanding things and not actually actively coding. So this is a job that Brings you together with other people and, and you have to, as you said, understand the business talk to the stakeholders. Um, and what I'm trying to illustrate to our viewers is that the job in tech is actually something that that is very communicative and that is something that is not something where you sit in the cellar in the dark in front of your computer alone. So yeah, I I thank you for describing what you do. And um, since we're already winding down because we already nearly spent half an hour, I would like to ask you um, from your journey and from how you experienced your journey into tech, is there anything you would like to share with young women following behind you who are still thinking about, are there any tips you can give how to succeed?
1: Yeah, let's say uh, in general, or those who are going for tech already. Oh, If you have something to share for all young women. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I can start by all young women, and then uh, those who are interested in tech. So all young women, my what I want to say to them is like, uh, don't be afraid to really go for what you you feel like you want to do, mm-hmm. even though it can be. Um, Counter, counter the uh, how can I say
0: against the crowd,
1: against yeah, (laughs) yeah. Even though, so go for whatever you want to feel like you want to do, Mm -hmm. even against the crowd. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was it was for example, I faced like all people go for mostly uh, medical field, Mm -hmm. uh, and then even women if they follow uh, the tech. Uh, they go more for the uh, having a doctorate and then um, uh, teaching in universities. Mm -hmm. But for me, I wanted something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, keep going, uh, knocking those doors and then you will find a way. For the women in tech and interested in tech, because I know also a lot of women are interested in tech, in data science, in machine learning, because we hear that it gives more flexibility. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the things that I can attest in my my work. It's really flexible, you can work from anywhere, and yeah, uh, technology is like uh, the marketplace is really open for tech and keep being open. So for those interested in tech, don't just follow tech because it's the hype or data science because it's the hype uh it especially data science for example is a broad very broad uh, field still developing even though it's existing since more than 10 years and so but it's still in the in developing phase within companies and so on mm-hmm. so my advice is to understand to get, to get clear about what you want what direction and think about you not only the marketplace
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah
1: so and and try to get an idea of what is the uh what is the daily life of the job just like you asked me what do you do yeah yeah
0: very good points all all of the points together um as you said yes definitely try to uh, to do what you want to do don't think about whether it is what everybody's expecting just because it's your life right i mean it's you have to live it and you have to be happy and that's true for all young women i guess and um yeah and then the part about following Uh, your passion and not just the hype is also really important to understand because it's not enough to say I want to work in tech because um, tech is uh, the future, but you have to find your place within it, and for that you have to try uh, to find out what you will actually be doing and what the what is available and the other part I also love that you mentioned that is the flexibility, because especially for women who want to have a family and children, flexibility is a big thing and being able to work from anywhere will make your life so much easier if you want to combine all these things. And that's true for young men as well, but still, I mean, we know that women will usually bear the brunt of, yeah. So thank you for sharing all that. Sarah, it was a great pleasure talking to you. I love your story and I love your enthusiasm. And I hope um, I will talk to you again sometime soon. Yeah,
1: thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.